Welcome to Rising Together, a weekly inspirational podcast designed and dedicated to honor stories of human resilience, creativity, and healing. I'm your host, Meg Collier. Thanks for joining me here. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining me for an episode of Real Talk here on Rising Together. My name is Meg. I'm your host. And I am thrilled to welcome back one of um, my dearest friends, um, my my manifesting (laughs) partner in co-creation. She is... um, just a thrill and a gift. Her name is Janera, and she is here today to chat about some manifestation goodness, right? The topics around here for the last couple of weeks have been um, quite dense and quite heavy. And today we want to have a conversation on how to elevate in times of chaos, how to maintain a high vibrational reality, a state of feeling good, despite what's going on around you. So I'm so happy to welcome you, Janera, to the show. Thanks for being here with me today. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So last time you were on the show, we had, I think, one of the most powerful conversations about law of attraction and how we were basically brought to that work. And we shared a little bit about our backgrounds and our experiences and kind of the way um, our manifesting practices were really taking root in our lives. So we're now almost two years out from that, I think, from the last episode that we did. So um Let's start by having you catch us up a little bit on what's happened since then and and what you're getting into right now. Well, um, as far as my knowledge base from when we last spoke until now has tremendously expanded, knowing that just writing affirmations and repeating them in the mirror was just touching the surface. We actually have to go in having a emotion um, placed behind those affirmations, meaning if you um, believe that you can achieve one of your goals, then know what's done, already have it in your mind, how that experience feels. And if you can understand how it feels and and know what it'll bring and you stay in that uh, feeling of it, then that will be the more faster and quicker way for it to manifest into your physical realm. And how that applies is just having confidence in yourself Mm. can shut you down as you. If your thought process tells you, hey, you know, you can't, you can't accomplish that. What, What are you saying? Well, prime example, you can go downtown to any city and see tall skyscrapers, boutiques, you can see penthouses and know that someone owns these things. And just by you knowing someone has obtained this and they are they will want in your shoes, mm-hmm. then it's easier for you to realize that this exists for you as well. You're not excluded from obtaining what you feel you should receive. Now, you may not look for a monetary flow in your life, but majority of the people listening right now, I'm sure, are looking for some type of monetary flow, <laughs> monetary gain. So naturally, 
I'm not saying that you want to go and get a skyscraper, but the, the premise of that example was to say, whatever you are trying to get is very achievable because it's, it's been done time and time again by someone else who believed and put the emotion behind them having those things. Yeah, absolutely. And I know, you know, because I'm your friend, I have some insider information here that you've done a lot of different practices. You've invited different tools and modalities. You went on a very seeking part of your healing journey as well in the past two years. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the the work that you got curious about in that journey? Yeah, you know, something that I felt uh, set up some of the process was I went to a uh, spiritual advisor and uh, she basically does like a free 30 minute um, sit down with, with people just to say, Hey, you know, I I'm confident enough to know that you're going to come back to me anyway. Mm-hmm. So that, that was her thought process. So she sat there and said, well, write down a list of what you, what you want. And then I wrote it down and she said, you know, when you take this list, you say to yourself, I love how investors invest in my company without any questions asked. Or mm. I love how I can trust my investors. I love how my investors can trust me. And you put love into your list of goals that you've already obtained it. Not, hey, I wish that I can get X, Y, and Z. The I wish is not there. I love meaning that you've already obtained it and you're just standing in appreciation of it. You're being thankful for having it. And you feel that and you say it in a way where you know and feel that it's already done. So you're already in the emotions that it's done. So you don't even question it. You don't doubt something that you've done yesterday because you know it already happened. Right. So when you say those things about your goals, said in a way that it's already happened, it's already passed you, it's there, you're just being appreciative and thankful and grateful for it happening. So you took this list and you went home and started doing that, and what happened? Well, a couple things happened. Uh, basically, at the time, I had an investor that I didn't, I never met before step in, uh, sending me uh money for inventory to uh, bring over. And then we kicked off a lot of uh, good training in Ghana where my company is. And uh, we, we took it from there. Um, I'm trying to think what else had happened. Uh, something else happened where I was able to free up time because I wanted to have time to, I had a timeline last summer. I had a timeline how exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to take, I wanted to have taken my mother uh, two of my nieces and one of my nephews to New York for the first time to have a good time. And that happened. And then also I wanted to um, go do a couple other things and they all happened on my timeline. At yeah. the time I was kind of, you know, like, okay, this is really going to happen. But I just emerged myself in my emotions and say, it's going to happen. Don't look at the how, when, where, don't look at those things. Just know yeah. it's going to happen. And, and funny enough, it all happened. It all yeah. transpired. All It all worked out. That's amazing. That's amazing. And so the reason that I, I wanted you to share a little bit about that is because when we first talked about this, I feel like 
you really stated it. We were just scratching the surface. And one of the things that um, we hit a lot in our conversations as we connected over the past year was about how you kept look, you know, being ready to be surprised. And, and that always stuck with me because I was like, wow, what a piece of awareness. Just like, oh, I'm ready to be surprised. Like, show me another surprise. And you, every time we would talk, you would have this another, like another series of surprises that went down and another series of surprises that went down. And so like right now in a time where like, there's already the uncertainty of life that existed before this global pandemic came. Um, and now there's uncertainty on top of uncertainty. What are you doing to like maintain your vibrational state, your high vibrational state, despite what's going on around you? One thing I, I, I started doing, um, of course, I still have a business. I still have to do things, uh, moving towards those goals and making sure stuff happens. Um, but part of the work was to uplift other people. Mm. I felt my cup is full. Why not uplift other people at this time? Why not give money? It's not like saying I have, you know, thousands of dollars to give, but I am giving. Yeah. And those, those things are uh, part of the work. You don't think twice about it when you're doing it because you know um, it's helping someone and I've had a number of phone calls and people would tell me, and it's not like saying they're in a bad state. Some people kind of in a, you know, worry, stressful state. And then for the most part, people are still, you know, feeling okay, assured. Yeah. But they would always say, you, you calling me or you talking to me has uplifted me today. Mm. And I always hear that. So I know part of the work is to do that because sometimes when you talk to someone you never know what curveball you're throwing at them to spin them around into a different direction for them to seek exactly what they're looking for yeah i always will try to give book recommendations or video uh recommendations or different pieces of advice for them to seek their own research and understanding on what I say to be true so they can know that it's true as well by applying it to their lives because only how we're going to even know things are true by simply applying these things to our lives and um, having these testimonies and assurances by saying, wow, this came out of the blue. I didn't know. Yep, because you manifested. You yeah. were on the right frequency to obtain that. And I also tell people during this period, just as much as you see doom and gloom on the news, the news always tells a horrible, sad, tragic story. But in the world around us and the world we currently live in, right in our neighborhoods, there are a lot of miraculous great things happening and love and compassion always wins. I don't care what climate we're in. I don't care if we're in a pandemic, love and compassion is the highest frequency. It's always going to win. So there are a lot of stories happening where someone's rent is being paid. Someone's grocery is being taken care of. Somebody has just found, you know, a great job for themselves. Someone's company is thriving more than ever now. And those things exist. 
And as long as you know those things exist, then you know it's there for you to obtain as well. You're not exempt because abundance is, I don't care how far below you go into the ocean or how far uh, wide you go into the ocean, abundance is just always there. It's yeah. always there for us to obtain and tap into. So no one can feel that they're excluded unless they tell themselves they feel excluded. Yes, it's so true. And I think, well, first of all, you said so many brilliant things in that, but one of the things that really hit out that I really want people to hear is that like, number one, you, you have a choice and number two, love and compassion always win. So if you subscribe to the 24 hour news cycle or you're not, you don't have boundaries on like what's okay or what's not okay as far as what information you want to take in during this period of time, then like you're going to kind of get out what you put in. Right. And that's, that's really at the core of this conversation of like consciously creating your reality is, you know, what Janera is saying is here, what you focus on grows, right? Like what you put under the magnifying glass gets bigger. So what story do you want to tell about the type of person that you want to be during this time? That's the, that's the question I've been asking myself every day when I wake up, you know, because it could be, you could write a story about how you're going to run out of money, you're going to run out of food, how there's nobody is going to rise to support you. Um, or you can look for the good and the beauty, right? And I don't know about you, Janera, but I'm seeing like, there are like beautiful, good things. All of those things you just named, um, I'm seeing happen at the same time as like a lot of other suffering. And so witnessing that both of them exist does open up this whole possibility for you. But you have to acknowledge first that both can exist, that it's not a black and white world and that we do have control. We totally have control. Everything starts with our mind and our emotions. So if you thought you could manifest something well, let's just face it. I'll I'll just keep it real. It's real a talk. year That's ago, what we do here. <laughs> or, or, <laughs> a year ago, or even let's just say, even under Obama administration, mm -hmm. did half the people even accomplish what they wanted to accomplish anyway? They always had some excuse of why this or why that. They didn't manifest that. They didn't manifest this. Well, you had all of the, you know the economy was excellent. Mm -hmm. And you still didn't manifest things. Why? Because your mindset. Yeah. So if it didn't work in a, if your mind was not working for you in a thriving economy, and now that the economy has tanked at this stage, and you feel now that you can't thrive, it's only you telling yourself that you can't thrive. Yeah. That's it. So yeah. we have to at least say, okay, back when I was speaking negative and I'm speaking negative now to myself, let's try to do a code switch and apply being more positive and grateful for what we have. And how do you raise your vibration? You just write down what you do have and be appreciative and grateful for what you do have, because that will automatically put a smile on your face immediately because you will write down how, Many things are working in your favor. You know, you have food on the table, you have your bills paid, you have a roof over your head, you have opportunity, you have most of, most importantly, great health. Yeah. Um, if people are able to just appreciate what they have, they can only get more of that. 
Yes. Yes. What you focus on grows like everything and gratitude, like gratitude is like the richest fertilizer for everything we want to manifest because it's saying like everything that I have is enough and like nothing changes. Like this is the thing I really get, like nothing changes between having something and not having it except you right? Like I have a million dollars or I don't have a million dollars. The only thing that's changing is like my perception of what's going to change when I have a million dollars, right? I can access, I can access that feeling of having a million dollars without having a million dollars on, you know, in my bank account. And that's another tool that I've really been dipping into on like this elevation is like meditation. That's like, you know, for me, that's my number one go-to. I've got to do it two times a day right now. It's like non-negotiable because it's helping me um, focus on what stay really grounded. matters. Yeah, stay grounded for sure. Yeah, yeah that, and that is key. I, I, just, I just tell anyone, um, if, if you can't get into um, saying positive things to yourself, start writing down what, what's triggering you. Is it mm. some... Um, unforgiveness there you know you still mad at someone from the 10th grade uh filling your test and you got an f or you got yelled at or you you have to go into where you fired from your first job are you still mad about that you have to go in and start forgiving yourself for starters because there's some guilt or shame uh, maybe that keeps coming up in your system or you're not forgiving someone from what happened um, many moons ago. So that is powerful. Yeah. Forgiveness. And yeah. Once, you, once you can forgive, you can stop with the triggers. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, forgiveness doesn't mean that you have to, like, pick up the phone and, like, write a letter of forgiveness, uh, you know, to your ex no. through text or, like, through email. Like, this is not about resolution. This is about releasing. Right. And we don't even realize how many resentments we often carry up in our emotional bodies, like up in our memories. You know, every time you rehash the story of, you know, that terrible relationship you have, or every time you rehash the story about how, you know, that car accident happened to you, you're reliving that in your emotional body, forgiving it and releasing it discharges that energy. It says, I'm no longer controlled by this experience. Like I don't have to keep pulling out this movie reel and having an emotional reaction to it because that's only making the the process of creating what you want in the world, like manifesting that good stuff. That's the muck that clogs up, you know, the radio tuner. So you can't really tune in and get what you want because there's all of this static in the way, right? There's all of this like Correct. other other junk that's kind of sitting out there. Um, but it's it's important to notice it first, right? And I think now where people are sitting at home and they're kind of met with themselves, you know, or they're not able to have the social contact that they used to have or the numbing practices that they used to have and they have to really come to terms with what is discomforting about their own mind. I mean, this is the work, right? To really go inside and do exactly as Genera um, suggested and air those grievances with nobody but yourself. And then I would even add on to the end of that, burn that piece of paper when you're done because 
F that noise, yeah. <laughs> you know, like release it, and, let it go. And they, and they have to realize it's in the past. So you can't go back to what happened in 10th grade. That what so can correct. you do about it? If you're holding on to the anger from something in the past, you can't do anything about it. But what you can affect is where you're pre- presently at. So that just stops everything from moving forward. So yes. uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give this as, a, as an example. I was listening to um, a popular author that um, he's a, uh, I forget his name, Tai Shin. His book said there were two monks walking on the uh, path and one monk was older and one monk was younger. And they run across a woman who needed help. She couldn't walk at that time. She fell and she just couldn't walk. And as, you know, devout, you know, Buddhists, they weren't allowed to, they had an oath. They could not touch a woman. Well, she needed help. The, uh, the older monk um, took her, picked her up, and walked her to the other side where she can figure things out from there. Well, the younger monk, of course, was with him, and he was like, I'm not touching her. He said, you know, why are you doing that? And then they didn't say anything. He just dropped her, and then he basically, you know, kept on his path from walking. And four hours went by, and the two monks were walking, and no word was said between the two for four hours. And the, the younger monk was so angry and upset that he carried this woman from point A to point B. He had to stop him and say, why did you pick her up? We, we're not allowed to touch her. Why would you carry her over the water? And he said, the older monk said, well, I see that you're still carrying her. I put her down four hours ago. So imagine that resentment and that anger that doesn't benefit you. He, he helped the one and he, he put it down, put her down in, in that sense, and he kept his journey going. The other one standing there didn't help, but has all this resentment and anger for him helping someone else. And four hours later, you're still holding on to that. That did nothing for him. It, it opened his eyes to say, wow, I am still carrying her, even though I didn't pick her up, but I'm still carrying that energy of resentment. Mm, it's so powerful. It's, it's such a powerful story. And thank you so much for sharing it because it just really illustrates like the idea of like what it means to like emotionally and energetically carry something. Um, and that weight weighs the same as physically carrying somebody. Right. And like that, that, that baggage that you towed around with you, I mean, wherever you go, there you are. And there is all of the stuff that all of the shadow that lives inside of you that needs tending to. And I think until you tend to that shadow part and integrate all of those parts that maybe you're not so interested in looking at or um, getting intimate with uh, the, the rest of what you want kind of sits in waiting in queue um, because it's in that it's in that reclamation that we decide that we were all always worthy 
right? That everything, that this power that we have to create, create our reality is, is around us. Um, but it means that we have to heal too, right? Like one doesn't get to coexist without the other. That's the power of forgiveness. You can't go inside your past. So why keep carrying that weight around? Yeah, absolutely. Janera, this has been such a lovely conversation. It's nice to have a conversation about um, what we do have control over right now as opposed to what we don't. And we definitely always have control over our mindsets and how we want to change in the moment. So I love the practices you shared and the tips you shared. And I know the audience will as well. So thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Rising Together. This podcast was edited by Megan Monique of Your Spirit Sparkle. The podcast is hosted by me, Meg Collier. You can get today's show notes at togetherinrising.com forward slash podcast. To support Rising Together, consider reviewing the podcast or becoming a monthly supportive member. Thank you from the bottom of my heart to yours as we document the journey of rising together. Together.